Hello and welcome to another episode of CM Conversations. My name is Tom Maskell and I'll be your host for today. Today, my title at Charlton Morris is Director of Operations, but I'm a founding member of Charlton Morris. My original role with the business back in 2013 was leading our life science division, now known as CM Life Science. Over the last 12 months, having a background in life science has really helped me grasp the enormity of the task at hand when it came to fighting COVID-19. The way in which the global scientific and healthcare communities have come together to create testing and therapeutic solutions has been incredible. And I'm so pleased to say that my guest today has been right at the forefront of the fight against COVID-19, Kaijin CEO Thierry Bernard. Thierry took over the CEO position in October 2019 and has had a baptism of fire when it comes to the top job. As well as having Kyogen's global teams work around the clock to create a test for COVID, he has also had to deal with a much publicised and ultimately aborted deal with Thermo Fisher. I'm honoured to have Thierry on the podcast today and his insights into leading a team through a crisis and his experiences in a crazy 12-month period were, I think, invaluable. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Thierry. And if you have any questions about any of the topics raised, you can get in touch at cmconversations at charltonmorris.com. That's all from me. Here's my conversation with Thierry Bernard from Kyogen. Good morning, Thierry. Good morning. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm always good. Thank you. Good, good, good. Uh, are you in Boston? I am. I am. Beautiful day. Incredible, te- incredible temperatures. 70 degrees in November. Last oh, week wow. it, was, it was snowing. So, so it's, uh, How are things, generally speaking, at the moment? I mean, it's kind of weird ambience, as you can imagine. First of all, yeah. obviously, I mean, uh, COVID-19 impact. Most of the cities in Boston, in the US, are still pretty dead. Uh, uh, a lot of people are still working from home. But I mean, this week is even more weird, I would say, because I mean, most of the buildings downtown are boarded up because of the election, which is kind of uh, 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 incredible to see that in this country now, uh, at the day of an election, you need to board up uh, uh, buildings and uh, for fear of uh, of I don't know what, yeah. Kind of, I mean, it, it's kind yeah. of sad. Yes, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, isn't it? And it, I think it's um, it's been a crazy year, right? You've been in Kyogen as CEO, obviously uh, Kyogen longer than a year, but as as CEO from an interim and then perm since March. It's but that's been a, a crazy year. Um, how has it been for you? A year ago, I mean, I was basically contacted by the board and, and um, told that um, the, um, the CEO of that time would leave and that they would like me to take the interim and that I had uh, uh, basically uh, two hours to say yes or no. And in this kind of situation, I mean, um, uh, um, it's very, very uh, clear. I mean, uh, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, do you want something? Uh, uh, do you want to take the responsibility yourself or do you prefer to have someone externally uh, uh, coming and trying to do the job? And uh, I said, I prefer to do it internally. And so I said, yes, that was probably uh, the worst time for Kayagen. We had just missed two quarters in a row 
And at the same time, uh, we were dropping a significant project around NGS. I mean, uh, so basically the day I took the interim uh, um, um, or the day after I took the interim, I mean, the stock price went down uh, um, significantly. So it's always a good start and it, it, it tells you a lot and, uh, and especially it teaches you to try to remain calm. And, uh, and so we went below $30 a shares, way below $30 a shares from 32. My first objective was to basically reset the way the company was talking to the street and to our investors. Uh, having a much more, let's say, transparent approach, candid approach. You probably know that when I was at Biomere uh, as a chief commercial officer, I was also asked to do investor relation uh, uh, for a while. So um, I was a bit used to that um, to that um, uh, um, mission and job, I would say. And um, it was about resetting expectation from the market, restoring credibility, restoring transparency, trust. And, um, and this is what we tried to do. And I had a very clear message to the street, which was, uh, I'm going to use what I called realistically ambitious target. Uh, um, I prefer to deliver quarter after quarter rather than coming back to you with a warning from time to time. And I also decided to clearly disclose most of the operational challenges that the company was um, facing. And I believe that they appreciated that. We delivered on Q4, but obviously in the situation when you are dropping significant long-time R&D project, the long-term CEO is leaving, your share price is going down, obviously this is the typical context where uh, strategic companies or strategic uh, deals are sent to you, you see, and uh, we received different uh, proposals of uh, strategic companies. We decided to look at them because it was our fiduciary responsibility. So uh, we had that kind of very interesting period of time where we had to restore credibility. And at the same time, we had significant negotiations ongoing with um, several and then one strategic. Um, and so um, basically you just, need to uh, uh, um, jump into the water and, uh, and uh, um, swim as uh, quickly as possible. And at the same time, you remain calm, calm because we are in healthcare. So you need to look long-term or medium-term, I would say, and basically try to not lose sight of what is good for your brand, for your employees, for your stakeholders, and also for your shareholders. Obviously, that's uh, very simple. So I... Yeah, very similar. Um, you you say about all these um, different challenges, and 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 that would be a, a big challenge regardless. Then we add in a global pandemic. So how how have you led the organization response to to the pandemic? I've seen some great results from Kyogen over the last few months, in particular, and obviously been very busy busy with the coronavirus solutions. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how you've actually led the response to the pandemic? Yeah, but we, we have also to be very, very clear. We are in healthcare. So, so uh, I mean, those are not just words for me. I mean, our mission is to serve. Obviously, we are a commercial company as well, so it has to be uh, uh, profitable. But uh, I, I don't see a pandemic like a burden. Uh, I, I see a pandemic not as an opportunity, because let's not forget that it's killing people, 
but as an excellent, basically, demonstration of how relevant we uh, can be as a company in the healthcare value chain. And luckily enough, because I have been living and working in China for some years and I still have a good network and I still pay a lot of attention to what is going on in this country, as early as Christmas um, uh, 2019, I was already trying to understand what was going on in Wuhan. And that means that uh, uh, even if we didn't understand before second half of January that it was a coronavirus, I mean, I was trying already to rally the people between January the 1st and January the 15th uh, around Cayenne to say, stay alert, but something is going on. I remember a very uh, interesting anecdote for me is that uh, in, in the second half of January, uh, on a Sunday morning, very early, I, I land in, in uh, Ifro, and 6.30 on a Sunday morning, I have a call with, with Stéphane Bancel, the, 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 the CEO of, of Moderna. And here we are uh, on Sunday morning, 6.30 in the morning. I'm in Ifro, he's in Davos. And we start remotely to look at the map of Wuhan. And we start also to look at the international connection from Wuhan airport. And we both started to think, this is going to be big. As big as it became, I think that mm. none of us would uh, uh, think it would become that big, but it would be big. So immediately, Kayagen started to uh, make sure that our relevant sites would start to work seven days a week, three shifts a day. Uh, um, we didn't know if it would... Uh, 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 be uh, let's say uh, uh, necessary, but but you cannot you cannot miss time here. Or you cannot lose time. You depend on obviously in some countries uh, labor organization and labor laws and so on. So you need to take very quick decision. Uh, then at the same time, because we had uh, uh, some potentially interesting solution, uh, we started also to ask our scientists how can we develop a test, including that COVID nineteen. And so we were lucky enough to get access to the strain uh, very easily and very early in China and then also in Germany. So once we got access to the strain, we could develop a test. Obviously, uh, the first reaction of your team is always, and I'm not blaming them, don't get me wrong, uh, was uh, to tell me, Thierry, five months. And then you tell them, no, it's, it's, it's one month. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm so humbled by the reaction, uh, you see, because everybody uh, started to come uh, uh, to the labs, uh, 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 I would say 24 hours, seven. And when I say that, I mean it. I mean, night mm. and day, weekends were not important. Even in our uh, Shenzhen site, uh, 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 people basically uh, uh, um, decided to forget about their Chinese New Year. You know that Chinese New Year is probably the main uh, uh, holiday time in China. They basically forgot about it to develop a local test as well. So the team responded very well. From a management standpoint, it's clearly the, the time where you have to, um, I would say, over-communicate. So we had extensive um, town halls 
direct communication to every level in the company to try to rally them up and say, guys, uh, I don't want to be over dramatic, but this is war. And uh, and uh, and uh, the good thing is that they could see at the beginning people were a bit surprised, thinking, I mean, are you not exaggerating a bit? What are, why are we talking all this? We even don't see the virus in uh, either the US or, or uh, Europe. But little by little, they started to see, you see, because the Italian situation and then the European situation and then the US situation. And then, uh, obviously, as soon as not only they see that the virus is uh, uh, progressing very quickly, but most importantly, that uh, what they are doing has an impact. And I'm not saying a sales impact because, yes, clearly the end of Q1 showed an acceleration. Q2 mm. uh, definitely confirmed and amplified that acceleration. But even when I was uh, uh, communicating with them uh, intensively, uh, saying, okay, guys, uh, there is a very good commercial tailwinds, but that's not the point. I mean, what, what is very important is that there is a fantastic medical impact. So, so uh, I think for us, uh, um, now in October or November, what, what, what is key is that this proves that uh, testing in the healthcare value chain is extremely important. And I think many governments understand that rather than just curing, you see. And uh, uh, for Kyagen specifically, it proves that molecular testing is, is obviously uh, probably the golden standard and, uh, and it's going to stay like this. However, uh, uh, what was even more humbling for me is that in the last six months, we have launched something like uh, uh, five new products. Some of them, we were not even thinking about them uh, in May. So, so it shows as well that everybody is really pumped up uh, and they feel that they are on a mission, you see. So, so uh, but I mean, from a management standpoint, I think you need in those times to communicate intensively, uh, sometimes weekly or bi-weekly town halls with everybody, not just to your managers, with everybody. Obviously, uh, you need to protect your people as well. So testing at Kayagen, obviously we are a bit privileged, but testing at Kayagen, especially from people for people working in our manufacturing uh, teams, it's, it's several times a week. Uh, um, because we still have to uh, send uh, uh, a field service engineer to uh, 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 service and maintain our system, uh, um, they go into uh, potentially contaminated areas. So we send them weekly uh, uh, all the necessary gears that they need, PPEs and so on, you see. Uh, um, and um, basically, you have this kind of very candid, transparent communication to your team and they pay you back. With, with significant amount of, of work, effort, and creativity. So, Your, your response, you, you talk with uh, a lot of passion and you sound extremely proud, extremely proud of, of the whole organization. It's, it's humility. Yeah, it's, it's humility and pride. Humility yeah. because, because, I mean, uh, that virus makes you uh, feeling quite small. I mean, when you look at the yeah. speed of contamination and uh, uh, um, and uh, so so yeah there is a lot of humility but also uh, pride because i know that i demanded a lot i know that it has been a lot of lost holiday time 
uh, um, lost weekends, lost nights. But at the same time, first of all, we are not the only one. Many other companies are uh, doing it as well. The vaccine industry is also uh, working at an incredible speed. And basically, I mean, let's not forget also, uh, um, we are discussing with our employees the new product that we are going to launch, uh, how we are going to adjust our results, how are we going to reinvest in a smart way the better than expected financial results we have. Let's be honest, this is a fantastic chance. I mean, I mean, but we are not living in an anaerobic environment. When, when we have that chance, how many of our uh, uh, fellow countrymen are really thinking whether they are going to keep their job next week, you see? Uh, 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 so obviously proud, but also humility. We are privileged. We are, we are lucky. Uh, we can, I'm, going to, I'm sorry to be that blunt, but I can speak about the size of the bonus of my teams all over the world for the end of the year. So many people are not even knowing if they are going to keep their job, their job next week. And, 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 and our people need also to be aware of this. Mm. And, uh, and you see, for me, one of the biggest concerns is that that pandemic will probably also widen the gap between the people who do have and the people who have no things. And collectively, as a kind of social responsibility, our industries in healthcare or elsewhere needs also to think uh, about this. Sure. How can we no. give back, you see? So, so, so... <laughs> I think it's been a humbling time for all yeah. and just gives you time to reflect on on what we have. And yeah, I, I totally agree being in employment and having a, a position sure. at the moment. Sure. Sure. You know, the humility is really important. Um, before we move on, the the other thing um, that's happened in the last year with, with Kyogen is the... Uh, on-off deal with, with, with Thermo. So it really has been a crazy year. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, um, as I was saying in Q2, I think I was the uh, luckiest CEO in the world to a certain extent because <laughs> I, I, I had both of, uh, of the best worlds, if I may say so. Uh, on one hand, we had a potential deal with a very respectable company, Thermo Fisher, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, which could mean uh, access to more efficient critical mass or bigger critical mass for Kyogen. Obviously, any kind of MNA of that kind is also dangerous. Are you going to be able to preserve your brand? How many employees are you going to lose in the process? Uh, um, are you going to be able to deal with this, plus answer the pandemic, plus obviously deliver on your results. Yeah, but it could be an opportunity for our company because let's be honest, Kyogen is a mid-cap and one of the uh, advantage of mid-caps is to be flexible and agile. One of the issues sometimes, especially against the big guy, is the lack of, uh, of firepower. And, uh, and uh, okay, that was potentially an opportunity. And at the same time, progressive improvement of result also was clearly showing that we could perfectly strive as an independent company. Uh, uh, um, Thermo decided 
even if they accepted to go to a new round of negotiation and we extracted uh, four more euros per share in the deal, they decided not to go above that because they wanted to be a very disciplined buyer, which I fully respect. I believe that it was a mistake on their side and the reaction from our investor base was very clear. I mean, most of our investors rejected the deal. And uh, we discussed many times and I respect them a lot. We respect many times with them and I said, your benign neglect attitude towards the investors probably will create challenges and indeed. But basically we moved on very quickly and we moved on to strive as an independent company. And uh, now uh, what I would like to insist on is that, you see, it would be too easy to suddenly become euphoric and say, oh, because we have significant and good tailwinds and because we have been uh, able to... Uh, transform those tailwinds into real success, uh, everything at Cariagen is perfect. No, we are not a perfect company. We still have a lot of operational challenges that we need to address. We have started to address some of them. But let's not forget that a year ago, we were just missing two quarters in a row. And, uh, and so, again, uh, there is still a lot to be done and, and let's not become complacent or arrogant, you see? So, so, so... I think it's, it's where we are at the moment. Okay. And what, what, what's next for Kyogen? Deliver and deliver and deliver. That's uh, uh, basically when I talk to the street those days, first of all, I'm telling um, um, that the main motto uh, of the company will be focus. And I clearly told them where we will focus because the problem of uh, Kyogen in the past or the problem of many mid-cap is that sometimes they uh, uh, are spread uh, uh, too thin, you see, and uh, and uh, this is a, a, a potentially a death warrant for a company like ours. We need to really focus. So I clearly showed the market five pillars of growth, and I'm going to have a. I know it's a harsh word in English, but I'm going to have a ruthless focus on those uh, uh, um, five pillars of growth. So that's. Uh, um, main priority, I would say. Second priority across those uh, 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 five pillars of growth is to basically make sure we deliver, we just delivered and exceeded the expectation on Q3, but it's delivering Q4 and delivering step-by-step uh, uh, step 2021. We are one of the few companies in the world who was bold enough in July to give uh, indication of how Q3 could look like uh, and how 21 could look like, and we stand by this, so, okay. So it's focus, deliver, 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 and execute. And um, so when focus and delivering is the what, it's also to pay, to pay attention to the how. I believe that we need to work on the behaviors and mindset at, at Kaizen. I still believe that we are far too centralized. So I want to bring back the decision-making power at lower level in the company. Uh, uh, um, because I, I strongly believe in the principle of subsidiarity from a decision-making standpoint. And uh, 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 um, this company has been too much acting like a kind of pyramid 
uh, uh, rather than a very, let's say, a living circle, you see, and uh, this is what I want to change. So it looks like a lot of words when you say it like this, uh, uh, but it's very translated into very clear words that we shared with our employees no later than uh, three weeks ago. And I, I will have a significant attention to those behaviors uh, um, in, um, in the current uh, weeks, months, and years. So, so uh, uh, focusing the what and changing the how is, is key to me. Clearly, yes. yes so, so, so. And again, you talk with such uh, passion about what's next. So... It, it sounds like an exciting time ahead. I think, it, you know, it, it's easy to get caught up in all of what's gone on over the last year, but surely 2021 is a turning point, hopefully globally for everybody that we do have things to look forward to. And it, it's good to hear your passion and excitement about what is next. Yeah, well, I mean, how can you be passionate? You know healthcare yourself pretty well because you work with a lot of healthcare companies. I mean, uh, we clearly see that, that working in healthcare is being lucky enough to work somewhere where you can contribute and have an impact. So, I mean, uh, and not being passionate in that environment and, and having that challenge to try to bring solutions that are really helping clinician patients. We are not curing, but we are delivering a significant and valuable insight for clinicians and patients. It's it's nothing short of extremely exciting and extremely motivating. So so yes, if we wouldn't have passion, I mean passion. So who should have passion? I mean, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Great. Is there is there anything else you would you would like to add, Thierry? Um, no. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for the time. Thank you for the interest. Uh, um, uh, we are all in this in this one together. I know it's becoming a kind of cliche, but but uh, uh, um, I think we need also to think at what the the new normal will bring. Uh, you are m- much closer than I am to those dimensions, but I believe that companies like ours, with the help of companies like yours, by the way, should also think about okay, mm-hmm. how do I think about how we work after this, this significant crisis. It impacts for me mobility, flexible working. It impacts probably the push towards more diversity. And uh, those are interesting also battlefields for the coming months. Uh, 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 our organization, uh, the way we work, uh, uh, the split between working from the office, working from home, and, uh, and the way you calibrate your different functions because this pandemic is proving that you probably need less people in some activities, but more elsewhere. Uh, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's so kind of motivating as well. The new normal, uh, to use a cliche, I apologize, yeah. but the new uh, normal. Uh, yeah. yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly. Thank you uh, so much for your time today. Um, Thank you so you know, much. You're extremely busy and... Um, all of your efforts are extremely appreciated and um, Kyogen's efforts. And we really appreciate your, you taking some time to speak today. Thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks, Thanks. Thierry. Take Bye-bye. care. Thanks. Bye for now. That was my chat with Thierry Bernard from Kyogen. 
Once again, I'd like to offer my sincere thanks to Thierry for taking time out of his incredibly hectic schedule to speak with me. It's thanks to inspirational leaders like Thierry that we seem to be finally turning a corner in the COVID-19 pandemic. I found his insights into the last 12 months fascinating and I hope you did too. Once again, if you have anything you'd like to add or any questions to ask, you can contact us at cmconversations at cheltenmorris.com. That's all from me and from CM Conversations today. My name's Tom Maskell. Thanks a lot for listening.